Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. 25 gifts of Christmas. I want to talk to you about this, okay? I want you to come in here and get this today. I was thinking about this, and it was funny. Um, it's kind of kind of like, uh, Luke, yeah, Luke is back there. I think you bought me this thing. But I was thinking gifts. You know, how many know, how many know you start getting ready for the holiday and you start thinking about these gifts? You know, got to get gifts, going to receive gifts, going to sow gifts, going to do this. And I started getting these gifts on my mind. Like, I was like 25 gifts that God gave me and you to change our world. And it was funny. I thought about just giving gifts, receiving gifts, stuff to me that's priceless. And it was funny, I was in the morning service and I said, hey, go get my alligator. I'm a gator guy. Go gator, go gators. I don't really care what happened yesterday, I don't wanna say anything. Just go gators, baby, don't. So this, is, this, is, this, is, this, was, this was a gift. And it was in my office. And um, I started thinking about what gifts mean to you. So everybody goes, well, this is a gift, it's a little alligator, you got me this. He's in here. I didn't, I didn't know you were going to be here, so just get over it. So I was like, go get, I asked Stephen, I said, go get my gator because he's on my desk. Now, there's stuff that I've, I've received in life is, is precious. And I was thinking, like, why, is, why, would, why would this thing be special? You know, why would this be special? It was in my office, on my desk, in my office. Why is this so special? We were cleaning up the house. We did some remodeling. We was sitting on the shelf that's no longer there. And I, I took it to work and I put it on my desk. It was in a box of stuff. Because these are the gifts that mommy used to give the kids like money to go to Christmas Santa shop in school. And this is, the, this is a gift. There's a, I got all of them. Hats, little trinkets, stuff. I don't even know what it is. These are the gifts the kids bought on their own. You say, man, how much is this thing worth? It's priceless. Probably like three bucks. I probably could replace it, but to me, it's priceless. Why? Because no, mommy wasn't there. Da- you know, hey, what are you getting me? Oh, I want to buy you a pinball machine. It, that's not for me. That's for you. Right? Gigi wants to buy me the dream Barbie house. I don't want that. I want Ken's Ferrari. <laughs> okay? That's a, let's just be straight, all right? And don't get nervous, okay? It's a joke. Relax. You see what I'm saying? But I, I was like, why is this important? Because this is something someone picked out on their own. No one's, that I like the football, I like the Gators. here's my Gator. And it was something that's special, but it was picked out on design from them to me, and it makes it priceless. So it'll be on my desk for the rest of my life with the other stuff I got and I received, and there's other things too. And I started thinking, man, when I thought about this, I said, what did Jesus, what did, what did it cost Jesus to give me these gifts he gave me and you? It cost him his life. And maybe I, I'm overlooking, and you guys know this, right? Check this out, right? Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna there's things that you have in your possession that cost people a lot of money. And it's very valuable. And it's really, really sentimental to you. And you'll cherish it, and you'll keep it all your life. It's God's honest truth. I've always been like that. I'm a little sappy when it comes to that stuff. Like, I even told God, I said, I will never give away certain things that are in my possession. Never. If you ask me to, I won't. I told him that. And people say, well, you should never say that. I told him already. Then, then, then it wouldn't come to me, and I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. Then don't, then don't let it come to me, because it's too sentimental to me. Things me. Sentiment means more to me than value. You can give me something, three million, it doesn't move me. It's from where it came in the heart. That's three bucks. It means a lot, though. You guys all know what I'm saying. You got stuff from kids. You, guys, you know what I'm saying. And I started thinking that this gift was so intentional by God that he designed these gifts to give us. And am I really cherishing this thing because it cost him his life to get it to you? What did it cost him to get this to you is what got me, gripped me, grabbed, really grabbed me. Like, how does he get these gifts to you? 
Well, he had to send his only begotten son to get him to you. And then I started asking myself, man, am I really valuing these gifts as much as I should? Because they probably mean a whole lot more than I'm really noticing. And then I questioned myself. Hey, man, if we're going to step into this season, should we not just take the time to be like, you know what? God's given us some really good gifts. Let's go back. Let's look at them. Let's examine them. But let's start maybe prioritizing them. And you know, you know what's funny? You, know, you, ever get, you ever forget about some gift you got or you overlooked a gift or you wrapped it and you left it? Lauren left it for half a year. I'm not, I'm not picking on her, but she had Christmas stuff. She's like, well, with the, with the COVID stuff and nobody could travel, she's like, well, I'll just bring it when I bring it. And I was laughing. I was like, that's Christmas in July for sure right there. It was cute. It was funny, but it makes me go into my place in my mind. Don't laugh too hard because maybe there's some gifts God gave you that you didn't unwrap. Maybe there's some packages he left under your tree you forgot about. And maybe there's some stuff he brought, dropped off, and you forgot that it cost him something to get him there. Maybe we need to value these things just a little bit more than we are. And that's not, it's just a little shake. You know, let's just say this. For Christmas, I'm shaking your tree. I'm getting you just to see and look. And for 25 25 gifts we're going to see, I think they could be life-changing if you prioritize them where you need to be. Here we go. Ready? Number one, he gave you the gift of love. And I'm not talking about human love. I'm not talking about selfish love. I'm talking about the God kind of love. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you, when you get a real understanding of how much God loved you, then you're going to understand how to love people. Now listen, if you have a problem loving, you don't really understand how much love you receive. Now I'm going to say that real slow. Let's look at this. I gave him, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I gave him the message Bible um, this morning, Ephesians 1 and 4, and the message. I want you to read this with me, but I want you to see this. Love, think about this, the, it's a gift. I hope you understand that. That means it's a gift that first you have to receive before you can give out of it. One of the biggest things with love is this, is we try to love without understanding what love is. The most important thing you got to do is understand this love is God's love. And for God so loved the world, he came looking for you. Look what it says here. How blessed is God? And what a blessing he is. He's the father of the master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessings in who? In him. Long before, now listen, long before he, God, laid the foundations of the earth, he had us in mind. Ain't that good? We ain't done yet, right? He's like, hey, before I design the world, let me design it for what they need. Let me design this world and put them in it and leave everything they need in it and everything you need, you can have, and loves the way you access it. Look what he says here. Long before he laid the earth's foundation, he had me in mind, you in mind. Had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What a pleasure he took in planning this. Man, it's been planned for you. Come on. It's laid up for you. He got you on his mind. He gave you love. But here's the problem with love. We got to go love people. And I tell you this all the time. Loving people without knowing you're loved is impossible. Because you don't love them right. You don't love them right. You know what you love them with? Human love. Measure of love they gave you. You don't love them with the God kind of love. Usually we love them with the kind of love we want to give. We love based on performance. Thank God didn't love based on performance. We love based on reciprocation. Thank God doesn't, God doesn't love like that. And how in heaven are you going to go give people love when you don't even know you're loved? That's the problem. People think like this, well, you know, well, love will free you from fear, but love will free you for the freedom to give it to others. Because you already got it, you got to give it away. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes people come in your life, and they're not the easiest people to love, but when you go to God and say, hey, I don't know if I can love these people, God's going to go, hey, I loved you when you were unlovable. You can't hold back my love because it's not yours. It's a gift. See, this is what I want you to see about a gift. If you got this gift from God, you got to give it to others. See what I'm saying? You got to share it with others. You got to give the God kind of love because it was a gift to you. He put it in your heart. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart the moment you get born again. Amen? So we got love to give. 
But if I don't know what love is, it's going to be hard for me to love. Amen? One of the things I think about with love is this, is this. I got to check my love walk. You know, a lot of times I get short with my love walk with the people you love the most. Isn't that something? Why? Because you can let your hair down in front of those people. They're not judging you based upon your performance. They're going to love you anyway. She got to love you anyway. Come on. You got to love him anyway. So guess what you do in those environments? You act ugly sometimes. Not them. I'll just say me. Come on. Right? Why? Because I can get away with it there. I, can, I said relationship. I was looking at Paul and Karen this morning. I got relationship currency with them. You know what that means? I can look like a goober and he ain't going to judge me for it. Some of you, I don't have that kind of currency yet. You see what I'm saying? That's the currency of love. I'm not going to judge you. He ain't going to judge me. We're going to be there for one another. Guess what? New people come in. They're looking. They're checking you out, seeing if you're safe. We're beyond that in relationship. You got to get to a love relationship with God that you get beyond this, knowing that my love is not based on performance. My love is based on the position that God gave me, and he loves me, and nothing can separate me from his love. My God in heaven, isn't that free? It's a gift. But you better unwrap that gift of love because if you don't, you're going to be deficient in your earth walk with man. You're not going to be able to make it right. It ain't going to work right. You're not going to have right ideas nor right opinions. Amen? So ask your question. Look at your neighbor. Say, did you open the gift of love? Come on, look at them. Did you open the gift of love? Come on. The alligator is going to come get you. Did you open the gift of love? I kind of like this. I'm going to start using props. Praise the Lord. I was like, what's he going to be? They gave me a Nerf gun one time. Did you, did you remember that? Did I ever tell you that story? Yeah, I was going to shoot the people for not worshiping God. <laughs> oh, my God, I seriously did. I said, man, if I, I, the praise team, I came out, you know, and I love you guys, but I came out for work. You, Pastor Chris, you should be like those other pastors and come out for worship early. No, I'm not going to let you affect my faith. Amen. Right. <laughs> yes, like, why, you ever ask yourself the question why I come out when I come out? Some of you probably have. I don't want you affecting my faith half of the people in the building don't even want to worship God. Come in here, worship God with a half a finger. Yeah, break, man. You'll me- I, I'll come- I, don't want- I know what I need to do. People say, why don't you do that? Because I don't want you screwing up my faith. Atmospheres. Yeah, you pray- create a wrong atmosphere, I'll go in a different vein. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be around a lot of people sometimes like that. Because I- I'm not picking on you. You know what I'm saying? You guys are worshipers, but I get the spectators. I said, I swear, man, I said, I'm going to get me one of those Nerf guns, and I'm going to come show up early. You ain't going to like it, because the dude doing this, he getting, he getting one right. It might stick. So I said, somebody buy me one of those Nerf guns with the big old clip. Bro, neck Monday morning sitting on my desk was the one with the mega clip. I was pumped. Me and Carl was shooting it around the church. <laughs> Pastor Liz took one look at that. She goes, get, hide that thing. It was gone. I don't know where it went. I think she gave it to one of the kids. I was like, where's my Nerf gun? I was ready Sunday morning. I was going in there like, bro, I was going to put the paint on it. I'm coming in. First person that ain't worshiping God, my God in heaven, I'm looking for you, bro. Then this one was gone. Couldn't find it. Didn't know where it was. They're like, you cannot bring that out. I was like, these people be worshiping God, though, on Sunday, weren't they? Oh, here he comes. Hallelujah. Lord, you're good. So good. God, you're good. So good. Did he move? Oh, thank God. Oh! <laughs> they took the thing. I couldn't find it. I don't even still know where it is. Come on. Point number two. I don't know where it is. I wasn't really going to. Some of them I would have shot. Visitors. Mostly visitors. Come on. No. You know, you guys, cut it out. You're going to get me in trouble. Now he's going to shoot. It's a Nerf gun. Relax. You don't have to call security. Relax. Chill out. Number two, the gift of righteousness. He gave you the gift of righteousness. He made you in right standing with him, not based upon your performance, based upon his plan. Righteousness means this. I'm in right standing with God, not by my performance, but because of a position he gave me. Righteousness is not done by doing right. It's about being right. Come on, write that down. Come on, you better be paying attention in here. Come on, you guys are getting it. Righteousness is not about what doing right. It's about being right. He made you right. He made you righteous. You know what righteous means? Right, standing with God. You know what justified means? Just as if I never sinned. Well, come on, somebody. 
Was that my idea? No, that was God's idea. I like your hair. It's cute. Come on. Come on. You understand that? Come on. You get what I'm saying? Are you pulling us in? That was God's idea. And then everybody, now you try telling people that. You know what they do? You ain't that holy. No, I'm righteous. He made me holy. He made me just. He made me redeemed. It's a gift. Have you maxed out the gift of righteousness? Come on, you know what I'm saying. Like, magnify it. It's a gift. It's free. It ain't fair. Guess what? Some of the stuff I got wasn't fair, but I got it anyway. Favor ain't fair. Give me a high five. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Oh, he's excited. No, I got a revelation. I've been made righteous, not because of my performance, but because of what Jesus did on the cross. He gave me exchange. Terrence, he gave you exchange. He took your place and gave you his position. Ah, uh, you ain't listening to me. He took your place and gave me. He took your shabak. Listen, he, you think I'm, ah, get ready. Come on. <laughs> he took, he, Bishop is a beast, man. That guy is something else. Oh, my God in heaven. I tried to listen to him the other day for a minute. And when he started talking, I went in another planet. I tried to come back, but because when you get around a person of revelation, my gifting just swims. He, he, ex, he exchanged his place. I'm going to say this. You're not going to like it, but it's true theology. He, he went to the cross to give you his position. And the only way to give you his position was take yours. So he wasn't just seeing, let me do this for me. He was saying, let me do it for them. So you can have my spot, and the only way for you to get my spot to be the son, to be righteous, to be redeemed, to be holy, to be, come on, he got to take your spot. What I got to do for exchange? That's why these words mean a lot. He paid the ransom. What do you got to do? Well, if you want them, God, somebody got to take their spot on the cross. I'll send my only begotten son to take their spot. So you know what your problem is? You ain't taking your position. And your position is righteousness. And guess what it is? It's a gift. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to do nothing for it. All you got to do is receive it. Anybody ever show up with a big box with a bow on it and try to give it to you? like, no, 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 I don't want it. No, 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 no. I, I, I'll pick one of these up, but if I did, I'll break something and I'll get in a lot of trouble, right? So if I try to pick one of those, look at Lauren. She's like, no, don't touch it. It took like three days, right? Can I touch any of them? Not even the little red one? The small one? Can I take one of the small ones? Yeah, this is what you do. Yeah, I can. She said I can. Just chill. Not the big one. If I break something, don't worry about it. I'll buy it. Look, right? No. Okay. No, not Lauren. Lauren's easy. Lauren's simple. She's just like, daddy, you can do whatever you want to do. Thank you. Right? So he goes this. Look, I got a gift. I want to give this to you. I want to give it to you. And you're like, no, I don't want it. Imagine this, I go right here. Here's the gift of righteousness. Yeah, right? Gift of righteousness. And you're like, no, no, I'm not receiving that. No, I, I don't deserve it. Have you ever deserved any gift you ever got? No. No. You know, you know what I'm saying, like, in, in this context. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about some goofy socks somebody gave you 33 years ago. Come on. You know what I'm saying? This gift, Jesus going, here, I want to give you this. Here, uh, here's God. He goes, I'll put my son on the cross to give you this. Oh, yeah, by the way, I brutally watched my son become massacred and hang on the cross so I could give you righteousness. And you're going to go squander it away like you don't deserve it? You didn't deserve any of it, but I want to give it to you. I want to give it to you because I love you. I want to give it to you because I care. And you're over there with your hands crossed. Oh, no, not for me. Oh, that's not for me. You don't know what I did last night. I don't really care, and neither does God. Because once you take the gift, I can work all that out of you. Once I give you the gift, no, sitting with your arms crossed and saying you're not going to take it. Take it for crying out loud. Jesus died for it. He wants to give it to you. It's called the gift of righteousness. Receive it the way, yeah, to receive it the way you're supposed to receive it because that's what you're supposed to do. You see what I'm saying? But no, we are oh, all excuses. And then uh, I tell you, hey, study it out. Go look at it. Go see who you are. Go see what you can be. Go see, well, you know, reject. What do they do? They reject it. Why did they reject it? Because I don't see myself there. Guess what? Receive it like a gift. Just take it, unwrap it. Take it, unwrap it, and then make sure you know what? Go back and revisit it. I'm the maid of righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Praise be to God. Remind yourself of what you've been made. Was that over here or over here? I'm going to do this. Was it here? 
Oh, look, see, now, now, see, I'm in the design department. Come on, you see what I'm saying? Are you pulling this in, though? It's a gift. Come on, what are you doing with your righteousness gift? Here's my other question for you, right? Number three, write this down. I'm going to tell you, they're all here, right here. Check this one out. Oh, I like this one, too. He gave you the gift of faith. Woo! Now, I'm not talking about the gift of faith like working the miracles. I'm talking about the gift of faith just to become a believer. You couldn't believe him without putting belief in you. You know where you find that one? Romans chapter 12. Trust me, I'm giving you Bible. I'm made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How many people stop reminding you that you're him in Christ and keep talking to the human side of you? Everybody. That's why you got to mind yourself who you are. That's why you got to go to church and let me tell you who you are. That's why you got to come visit and come tell me tell you who you are. Why? Because everybody else is telling you who you're not. <laughs> ain't that good? Everybody telling you who you're not. You ain't all that. Pastor Chris said I am. <laughs> you can't do that. Pastor Chris said I can. Yeah. Tell them. Because I'm telling you what the Bible said. You've been fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, righteousness of God in Christ. Ain't, listen, man, don't try to be somebody else. Be you. You're so dynamic in your uniqueness. You're supernatural. You know what I'm saying? You fast. God made you fast. I ain't that fast. Yeah, he fast. Quick fast. Like rocket fast. Yeah. God didn't make me fast like that. I don't try to be him. I just watch him run. And cheer while he's running. See, that's the problem with most people. They can't cheer your gift. They try to critique it and cover it and tell you what you cannot do. Man, don't come around me. If you're trying to find unbelief, don't come looking for me. I'm going to tell you you can do it. You can be it. That's what Jesus said. And you want to know why? Faith. That's why we're going to go for it. You understand it? We're going for it. Because on December 4th, we believe we receive. 336, baby. That's what we roll with. I got nothing else to roll with. That's all I got is God. What else we got? Step out and let's go for it. Look right here. Look right here. Did I give you that Romans 12? Yeah, I think we did it in, oh, did I use it in King James? Yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 you got it. For I say, now listen, now put us in this, we say, for I say, through the grace given unto me, every man that is among you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. That means this, don't think of you supernatural, spiritually special, just because you're a little bit ahead of everybody else, you're not. Grace got you there, and the measure of faith will keep you there. Watch what he said. But think soberly, God has dealt to every man the measure. Now, not a measure. The measure. You got enough faith to produce the promises of God. You ain't got to grow in this thing. You just got to believe at the level where faith can take you. Why am I telling you this? Whoa! Why am I telling you this? Why know why I'm telling you this? You got faith to overcome the obstacles. Look, we've been through some stuff in life. I can't sit here and tell you everything's going to be great, but I can promise you this. You got faith to make it. You got faith to make it. You got faith to make it. I don't know how. I don't know what, but you got faith to make it because he can do it because my faith overcome the world. Did you get that? That's what he said. Your faith overcame the world. He said, I gave you the measure of it. It's a gift. The gift of faith. Now, understand it. There is a gift of faith for working the miracles, you know, where he talks about all the gifts of the Spirit. You know what I'm saying? The gift of faith to work in the miracles, gift of prophecy. There's a gift like that. But how many know he gave you the gift of faith as a reward for believing in Christ so you could become born again? That's why I use that word grace in verse 3. Look, let me, let me teach you something. Because you guys are smart. You guys are all smart. I love it. You guys are going to be, I got a bunch of preachers. I'm going to go buy a bunch of churches too. So I'm going to need a whole lot of money. So all you people better start giving big because I'm buying every church. I, every church that goes up for sale, I'm buying it. Because I'm going I'm to train an arsenal of preachers. I'm serious. I'm going to raise all you people up there called to God. Like Keith and these guys, all you guys. Y'all called to God. Stay secular for a while. And then we're going to buy up everything we need to go buy up. Land. I'm going to go get land too. I want land. All the land I can get my hands on. I'm going to go get it all. Ask Pastor Lynn, she knows I'm nuts. I was driving down there, and I said, I had this word in my heart. I said, we're buying all the land. We're going to get everything we can get. And bottom line is this. If you got money, land, give it to me. Because I'm going to straighten up preachers, and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to get you all in there because you all called and you all waiting. I'm going to kick you in the head and get you preaching and doing and multiply ourselves so we can stop people going to hell. And I'm going to do it. You think I'm serious. I'm going to raise you all up. And you ain't going to be in this little powder puff little training thing where I'm going to baby you. I'm, I got no time to baby you. I'm 50. I got probably a good 30 where I'm going to want to be bothered. And I'm not, I got to fast track you. Don't think. Just do what I tell you. 
Amen. And good. That's what I need. And we're going to get you there. And y'all, everybody preach and then go do it. And go do it better. And I'm smart enough to know that I'm going to be like, John, I'm going to go, I'm decreasing, they're increasing. Go watch them burn. I ain't got no problem with ego. I already burned that stuff all up. Okay? Because a young man in this thing, you're egotistical. Everything's about you. After you spend a little time and die, you realize, I ain't got none of that left. Because I know where I belong. You learn. That's why these young guys coming in, I'm going to fast track you to success. They're going to come from all over the world. You watch, I'm prophesying. They will come from all over the world to be here, to get trained up, and we get them going, and we start this thing. Because this world's going wackier about a minute. Okay? So compartmentalize that. Sometimes when I'm preaching, I need to say stuff in the atmosphere, and then it'll, it'll come. That's why I said it. So like, right, is he trying to tell me to do something? Man, be quiet. If God tells you to do something, you do it. You know what I'm saying. I'm going to get it. Why? Because I want the devil to know. Sometimes I just want him to know. You know what I'm saying? I just want it out there. That's what you need. And I, to, oh, I told him, I forgot to tell you this. You need to start talking more. You guys are not speaking enough in your house. Start talking over your marriage, over your kids. We're blessed. We got favor. We're blessing. We're blessed to be. Stuff starts happening. Find it, right? Land, increase properties. Out of your mouth. Where you want to go? Out of your mouth. Out of your mouth. I'm prospering. I'm increasing. People giving me stuff. Stuff had. This ain't. This is not for public access. I'm not telling you. I'm doing this now publicly, so you can go do this privately. Don't take. Is he saying something? Be quiet with your head. Don't let your head get demonic. You understand this? Siding with the devil. You know me by now. I want you over. Yeah, that business. You walk the street. Money comes to me. Business comes to me. People come to me, right employees come to me all day long. Raises, promotions, increase, favor on the job. Somebody find, somebody walk in the store and say, I don't know why. You know why. Get it out of your mouth. Favor, increase, blessing, my kids, my family, the kids, kids, kids. They're going to serve God. Out your mouth. F- messed up restoration needs to be taking place. I said it for a week. What kind of w- a week? You got to pray some of these kids back. You got to pray some of these families in. You got to thank God they're going to serve God all the days of their life and serve the Lord and see his works and exploits. Come on, you know what I'm saying? You got to get this mouth moving, amen? All day long you talking, 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 talking. Talk. Don't stop talking. Confession. Now, I'm, talk, I'm telling you this publicly. You need to do this privately. And you start commanding favor to come to me. Houses and better houses. Wells I didn't dig. Houses I didn't build. Come to me, come to me, come to me. Why? Because you, you deserve the increase of everything in life. Souls and more souls, okay? You pull that in? How many know he gave you the gift of faith? You like that? That's a good one, right? I got the gift of faith for every day. If you got faith for it, God can produce it. It's a measure. The measure. You got the measure. If you believe it, you can dream it, you can do it. Okay? Here's the next one, right? He gave you the gift of peace. Ooh. How many know peace is a gift? But here's the problem with peace. It is, does not mean the absence of storms. You know what I'm saying? I got news for you. The only place peace works is when the storm shows up. I stay in a peaceful state, and I'm like, peaceful, nothing's going on. Then something comes up, and then guess what happens? I got to use peace now as a tool. You have to develop peace in the daily so you can become an overcomer of peace when the pressure shows up. That's, that's Philippians 4 and 4. Rejoice again, I say rejoice. You understand it? You know what's funny about peace is guess what? Man, how many of you been looking for peace? Don't find it and think you're out of the will of God. You're not out of the will of God. Some of you need to just tweak some stuff. But usually when you're in the middle of the will of God, excuse me, that's when peace is needed the most. <laughs> you didn't hear that. That went right over your head. Now, I love you, but pay attention. Peace. You just hear what I say? Pay attention. Peace. 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 You understand peace? You think, oh, all problems got to be eradicated for me to have peace. No. That's where peace works is best. And I got news for you. You're going to need more peace being in the will of God than you are outside of the will of God. Oh, you get that? You bet. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm out of the will of God. You ain't going to need no peace. You're so hell-bent. You don't even need to care about nothing. The devil don't care about you. The minute you get in the will of God, the minute you step in the will of God, it's going to get stormy. And you're going to think, man, am I doing the right thing? You're just going to have to ride the wave and go, praise me to God. How do I find peace in the middle of this mess? Simple. You got to learn. Look, remember Jesus? Hey, hey, Jesus, Jesus, get up. Get up. Hey, Jesus, get up. Hey, wake up. Hey, get you get up. Why? 
Jesus got up. Do you, you think Jesus got up cranky? You know, he's human. You think I ever got mad? Like, do what? What do you want? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Peter, like, what do you guys want now? I wonder if Jesus ever did that one day. I would have did it if I was Jesus. Like, what now? Don't you know I'm the son of God? <laughs> Come on, so my mama thinks I'm the son of God, too. Praise the Lord. I'm so bright, that's why she calls me son. Come on, somebody. Come on, that's good. You guys got to lighten up. Jeez, he's such a hard crowd. Come on, right? Check it out, though, right? They wake him up. Jesus, what? Ah! Don't you care? We're dying? What's he do? Peace be still. You got to cultivate, though, this stuff on the daily, unwrapping your gift, because when the storm shows up, it's too late to develop it. You got to be walking in it before the problems arise. Because you ain't going to say peace be still to no storm if you haven't been cultivating the gift side of it in the process of life on the daily. So when the big stuff shows up, you want to go, peace be still. You got to work that out every day during the day when you feel like your thoughts are going places they shouldn't go, your ideas are going places they shouldn't go, people are coming in your atmosphere trying to mess your peace up. Man, this is all work in progress. So when we get the phone call, When we get that life hit, wind come, pooh, what are you going to do? Peace be still. I've been cultivating this gift. I've been working this thing. It's not the absence of the storm. You don't need peace till the storm shows up. See it? Everybody's like, oh, my God, shouldn't Christianity be easier? No. <laughs> no. 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 Is there a red carpet? Is there a red carpet and popcorn? No. Are you crazy? There's devils. <laughs> he said serpents and scorpions over all the works of the enemy. He said, you, know what the, you want to know what the road paved to your success in God is paved with? Demonic activity. Every hindrance of the enemy trying to stop you from getting there. You think this is going to be a picnic? This is a fight. Fight the good fight of faith. You ever hear those military terms? Oh, my God. Wasn't that funny when they were saying, like, watch it? Oh, my God. Can you imagine watching me with no sound? I probably look like I'm killing somebody. <laughs> I got Joel Osteen like this. Praise God. Everything's going to be great. It's all good. Hallelujah. Hall hallelujah. Glory. Look at my beautiful wife. Hallelujah. I love that guy. Don't knock Joel. If you knock Joel, I'll rebuke you. I love the guy. I'm serious. No. I'm serious, right? He's doing his job in the church, right? But I'm like, can you imagine this? I got all these nice people in the body of Christ. I'm like a mob boss in the body of Christ. We're going to whack the devil. Going to whack him, take him out. You understand? Norm, smack him around. You got it? All right, good. All right, God. Right, you big guy, got good hands, do the dirty work. All right. No, come on. Can you imagine me? When, that's what they said. They say, watch yourself with no sound. Oh, Jesus. Good God. I look like I'm hurting somebody. All right. Because I was looking at my facial expressions. Oh, help me. Just pray, just pray for me, okay? Pray for me. Amen. Everything's going to be great. Just slice the devil up in little pieces. No. What do you think it's going to be paved with? This is therapy. Because what do you think? Now, this is why I said this. Um, I went to church. My life got great for about, usually lasts about a month. Mm. She's like, God, I should, put a, I should put a disclaimer together just to help people. Like, the minute you come in the door, like, here's what's going to happen. You're going to come here. You're going to feel real. Either, here, step one, you're really going to like me or you're going to get, you're going to be, like, mad. If you get mad, you probably go to fix your head because I'm a really nice guy. Two, you're not coming to see me, but I'm doing most of the preaching, so you're going to hear me. So I'm going to tweak you. So two, you're going to love it. You're going to get saved. You're going to do great things. For about two months, three months, you're going to be living on a cloud. Trees are going to look greener, sky's going to look bluer, sand's going to look cooler. People that, people that are ugly are going to look beautiful. Everything's going to be great. The peop that was funny. Just laugh. The pe people you hated, you're going to love. You're going to feel like you're floating on a cloud. You're actually going to feel spiritually high. It's good. And then that's going to wear off. <laughs> and you're going to wake up one day going, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? That's usually when you hate me. There's somewhere along that line, you're like, I cannot stand this guy. I feel like choking him. And, uh, and then everything's going to make you mad. 
Everything's going to make you mad. You're going to be mad at everything. And then all your seeker-friendly friends are going to be like, come to my church. Just come on. You're going to love it. Yeah. We're there 18 minutes. The guy's really good. Smiles a lot. They don't do anything really wild. We don't, we don't, we don't lift our hands. We don't pray in no tongues. It's just great. It's great. We got popcorn. And there's popcorn and drinks. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, popcorn and drinks would be great. I love recliners, too. I want the chairs we got at the house. You press one. It'd be great. Because God knows I could keep you awake. And then... You're going to go through all these great feelings, and you're going to have great, and then you're going to get a connect group, and you're going to love everybody in connect group, because everybody in connect group is, like, really cool. Everybody's great. It's going to be great. So come to our church. And then you're going to go through that, and you're going to try, and then you're going to go, and this is what I figured out. If you're called to me, you can't leave me. <laughs> so you're the pastor goes, you trying to keep them? Nah, what for? Because <laughs> here's a, if you call to me, you can't get to your, your destiny without me. See, I'm ahead of the game, baby. <laughs> no offense, but. And if you ain't called to me, you can't stay. <laughs> Sorry. I like your seat, but that's cool. But, you know, I, I got to go out tight. Now, that makes you comfortable in understanding. So why I said all that was to get you here. Well, I've been through them. Now what? Now you go get some promises. And that's when you got to roll up your sleeve and get ready to hang on. Because once you start going after the promises of God, now you got to fight the fight of faith. See what I'm saying? So this is all cute. Now, I'm going to say something. Don't get mad at me, but I've been doing this for a minute. Most of the people you and I know are really not hanging on any promises. They just want to make it to heaven without losing it in the earth. The moment you want to occupy heaven's space in the earth, now you got to fight on your hands. And if you don't know the principles, you'll just let people you love go to hell because you don't have the battle fatigue. You get battle fatigued. I'm tired. I don't know how to hang on to these kids that want to serve God. When you start making the devil get nervous... Come on, man. I don't care. Don't look at what you see. Right. I don't care if i got to wait 30 years. I'm, wait, I'm getting it. See, now when you start going after that kind of stuff, now every other day it seems like i got something I'm pushing to. But everybody else is living in status quo. I ain't letting nobody go. No, it, nobody's going. Nah, man, we ain't letting nobody go by. It's all about heaven. I'm, I'm, I'm not even care. If I never got another thing in the earth, I would care less. But bringing souls, I ain't compromising them. No way, bro. I had... Three people in the last month come to me and say, the people that I cared about the most in my life wouldn't be in heaven if it wasn't for the church. You. You, you didn't hear what I said. I had three people last month look me in the face, mother crying. They wouldn't be in heaven if it wasn't for the church. I'm not the church. You are. You don't think you don't think you don't think we got to fight the fight of faith? Somebody going to heaven or hell is in the balance, and I ain't going to heaven like no punk. And God looking at me going, "You didn't do your job." No, nah, bro. If that's why I got to fight, let's fight the fight of faith. Not with these natural things. Like we got to get us stay on our knees and whatever. You understand what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying, guys. That's why peace isn't found with the absence of problems. It's found in the midst of them. And what Christianity does, and I'm going to say something, and this is not nice, but I'm okay. God can rebuke me. The TV Christianity you watch is baloney. They're very good. I love it, but there's never a problem. Everything's great, and what do you feel like as a normal Christian? Well, these guys, I watched it, and I love it, and I understand. If I'm spending, let's go slow, guys. Let's just be real. Can we be real? Because I, Can I help you? Because this is what you would think, and I'm answering your questions in your mind. If I'm spending $150,000 a month, you think I'm going to get on that TV and tell you you're going to have problems? I got one shot to be quick with airtime to show you you could be victorious. No, it's okay. I don't even care if they want to hear it or not. I got, look, if I'm spending three hundred grand a month to get this thing over to you, I ain't going to tell you the downside. I'm going to tell you the good side because I only got so much time to get it over to you and tell you how great life is because it is. But you got to have a pastor to come and tell you, hey, look, and there's nothing wrong. Those guys are great. I'm not knocking the preaching. Just hear me. You watch it, and you think, what the heck is wrong with me? That's what you think. This dude got everything going right. I can't even make it to church on Sunday. Come on, right? Most. Click, 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 click. I'm, I must be a failure. You're not. They're going through the same thing. They just don't tell you. But you got to get behind the veil. Once you get behind the veil, you know everybody walking in this room got the same problems, got the same stuff, got the same marriage drama, got the same money problem, got the same this, got the same that, got the same why am I sick, I'm supposed to be healed, idea in their head, why did so-and-so die when they shouldn't have died? Everybody got the same questions. I understand it. So guess what? Don't think, this is a big one, I'm pounding it. Don't think the absence is the proof you're in the will of God. 
Don't think the absence of problems is the proof you're in the will of God. It's probably the proof you're out of it. Because you ain't going after nothing. But the minute you start getting some promises and hanging on, whoa! Whoa, life was good till I, when I didn't believe nothing. Life was easier when I didn't go to church. Did he just say that? Oh, my God, in heaven, this preacher crazy. True. Because you're just living for the devil. He didn't care. Yeah. Come on, you see what I'm saying? Yep. Now, now, oh, I feel better. Red, pr- 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 Jesus. Okay, if there's not supposed to be no storms, why is Jesus in them? Why is he going through it? Because opposition is constantly coming against you if you're a believer. And it never stops until you go to heaven. And you got to understand it. It doesn't mean it's the proof of problems. It's the proof of his presence on your life. Hey! And how about this one? How about this one? How about this one? My shoulders must be big enough to handle it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in my front yard. Woo! Come on! We can speak the storms. We ready. You're ready to start speaking. Come on. Let's go. Last one, five. We got to get you going. Praise God. You can hit it. Is what? He gave you the gift of hope. He gave you the gift of hope. You, could, you got hope to make it. Remember Abraham said against hope? I believed in hope. I had no hope. Didn't look like it could happen. Guess what? I still believed in hope. How many can find some hope when it looks hopeless? Come on, right? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. If you can't find hope, you can't find help. You got to find hope. Look at this scripture I found. Oh, I like this scripture. It's so good. I love this one. It's a good one, right? It says, so in the same way, God wanted to end all. Now, read this, just read it slow and we're done, right? In the same way, we're going to read 17, 18, 19. In the same way, God wanted to end all doubt and confirm it even more forceful to those who would inherit his promises, his purposes, okay, was unchangeable. So God added his vow to the promise. You better get that right there. He put his promise, and then he put his vow. He went like this. He said, okay, here's what I'm going to give you my promise, and now I can put my vow with it. Sealed. I'm God. I cannot lie. So it is impossible for God to lie. Woo! How's your life going to look when you believe that? Not like, what? You, would never, you would never lack trust. You would never lack confidence. You'd never have any doubt. God, don't lie. Man, he lies. I never understood that scripture. It says this. It says, it says in the Bible, it says, for God is true, but every man be a liar. I never understood that. I said, how can you say every man is a liar? Compared to God, every man is a liar. You've, comp- you've compromised your word where God has never compromised his. <laughs> That's why you can trust him. <laughs> you compromise your word, and I have compromised my word, but he never compromised his word. He is true. It's impossible. He will, his vow will never change. And now we have run into his heart. Keep going. To hide ourselves in his faithfulness. Man, is that not good? Hide yourself in his faithfulness. You need to write that down. That's a good one, right? Yeah. Hide yourself in his faithfulness. Next time you got to worry about something, just say, I'm going to hide myself in his faithfulness. He's so faithful. So true. I'm going to hide myself in there. Don't come out neither. Right? This is where we find strength and comfort. For he empowers us to seize what he has what? already been established ahead of time an unshakable hope my my hope is unshakable come on it's unshakable when it's in him look at this we have a certain hope like a strong unbreakable anchor holding our souls to god himself our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat that's where he put the sacrifice of all on that mercy seat, because that, that mercy seat, that throne of grace, is the throne of grace in the New Testament. That mercy seat was the Old Testament where they bring the sacrifice. He was the eternal sacrifice once and for all. So our hope is connected. He says your hope is anchored to the mercy seat. You see that right there? The, right to me? See that? You want to say that? So our hope is anchored fastened to the mercy seat, his eternal sacrifice. My hope ain't coming from the stuff I'm looking at. My hope is coming from God that already paid the price for everything done already done what in the heavenly realm but beyond the sacred threshold and where jesus our forerunner has gone before us after the order of Melchizedek. what's that mean he said jesus went before you a forerunner he ran ahead and made a way come on he made a way 
He made a way and made the path. So you and you got, all you got to do is follow the trail. Follow the track. Follow that mercy. Let that anchor hold you all. Hang on. I don't know what I'm doing. None of us do. Just hang on. I don't know what to do. Do what God told you to do. I don't know what to say. Say what God told you to say. I don't know how to handle this. Don't worry. Don't, don't, don't even think. Just do what he told you to do. Do what he told you to say. Why? Because he's the anchor of my soul. My mind, will, and emotions are anchored to him. They're anchored to that mercy seat. They're anchored to heaven. Come on, stand up on your feet. They're anchored to heaven. They're anchored to what I need to know and what I need to see. And no matter what I am, well, what are you going to go look over here? Nah, I don't look at nothing but him. Don't leave nothing. Don't look for nothing. Just stay with him. Stay right where he tells you to stay. Don't miss it. Don't go nowhere. Say, be unmovable with your speech. Be unmovable in peace. Be un- now, look, right? Just lift your hands to heaven. It's so good today. Just say this out loud. And then Pastor Liz will pray with you. Some of you need to receive Jesus. But just say this out loud. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the gift of love. Thank you for the gift of grace. Thank you for the gift of righteousness. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the gift of peace. And thank you for the gift of hope. Let me unwrap every gift you've given me. And let this season be the best season of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, you can put your hands down. Just close your eyes. Pastor Liz is going to help you. Get to heaven. And if you're in here today, maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you've never asked him into your heart. Maybe... You haven't made him your Lord or your Savior. Mm. If I asked you right now, if you were no longer on this earth, would you be in heaven? Could you answer that with a yes? Come on, Jesus. And if the answer is no, then today is your day. Today's your day. Today is your moment. Today's the day of salvation. And maybe you've walked away from him, but today he's saying, receive the gift of me. Yes. So if that's you this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just lift your hand and say, that's me. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life today. Maybe you're watching online. You can do that from right where you're at. Just every head bowed, every eye closed. And if you'll just, everyone in this room, just repeat after me right now. Just say, dear Jesus. Thank you for the gift of your life. Right now. Right now. I receive your gift. I receive it right now. I ask you to come into my heart. My heart. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to be my Lord. And I ask you to be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. And from this day forward, I'll serve you. Yes. In Jesus' name I pray. Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on amen. and just rejoice this Come morning. Come on, clap. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you can go back to our welcome center. Miss Kathy or one of the team is back there to give you some information yes. about what you did to help you start your walk together. Okay, now listen. Don't leave this building without taking these cards. Come on. Let's do our job. You give out three, five a week, whatever. I, t- I was telling these guys, I'm going to start I'm gonna start once a month evangelism. We start going just chasing this community down with love. Now, you might say, well, I don't know if I can do all that. Well, don't worry about it. Someone can. That's what, this is what this thing is, a team. So, like, you say, okay, I'm not going to go walk out there in the middle of the heat. I'm, like, you know, 90 years old. I ain't doing I can't do that, Pastor Chris. But guess what? Your seed buys the material to go out there. That's right. So you're part of it. Yep. Certain things, people are limited. I understand that. Certain people's time restrictions. I got business guys in here work 80 hours a week. You think this joker got time to go out there and do it? But you, that's, your, that's your mission field. But I'm going to need this over there. Stay at work. Make a bunch of money. We go. Now, we're, now we're not just doing this. We talked, about the, we talked this morning, just real quick. I don't want to rob nobody's thunder, but we were talking about bringing resources to the, um, to the unwed mothers. Where they're, where they're contemplating whether they're going to have children or not have children. They're making the decision. About aborting or not aborting. What happens if they got 20 grand to help one of these moms hang on to that kid? Don't you look at none of this stuff and tell me. Just, you see what I'm saying? You stay at work. Somebody's going to go down there and minister to girls. You stay at work. And grind it and understand every dollar you make is making a difference for the kingdom, not just your house. You see what I'm saying? Don't look at somebody else. This is the worst thing they did in church. Well, you're a business. So, nah, man, work 90 hours. Make it, take it out of that thing and put it in a resource. You might have a passport. They're feeding the homeless people. And they say, well, I don't know. Hey, man, listen, compassion never goes too far, man. You got to get out there. Yeah, right. Why not? Say, I ain't going to. I can't do that. No problem. We didn't ask you to go down there. But you give in. You, how about you pray? Yeah. Come on. You got everybody's a team in this thing. But this one, everybody can do. I'm not trying to be weird. Put them in your car. You walk out. Well, you know what? 
And look, I don't live in the neighborhood. I don't care if you live in Mars. People, the internet, stop everybody watching. I got people watching from all over the world. So this ain't, take them. And I tell you, I'm serious about this. I got serious about this in the morning, and I'm just telling you this, and I'm going to let you go, and I'm not trying to take time. But I was like, look, if I drop this off in a place I do business with, I'm not trying to be, I'm not into that, like, weird, you know, like, I'm not going to overdo it. But if somebody's going to say, man, I feel embarrassed bringing that. If I drop this off and I've been bringing you my money for a whole lot of time and I do it where you tell me to do it, now I'm not going to be disrespectful. People got restaurants in here. I go, go to Ben and throw them all over the table. But if I put this up where he says you could put it or on a board, somebody's going to say no. I'm going to really contemplate whether I need to be prioritizing some of these things I'm prioritizing and becoming a patron of places because not to be weird, it's my money. You know what I'm saying? So like, hey, hey, I want to give you this. Somebody throws this in your face because you offended them. Take one on the chin for Jesus. He offended people. We didn't ask you to do it. It's not that big a deal, man. You'd be surprised. People will do it. But don't live in that, appre- don't live in that apprehension like, I don't want to offend somebody. I told you this, man. It scared me. How offended are they going to be when they take their first step into hell and they knew you knew the truth all the while? How mad would you be if your neighbor knew God and never shared with you and you didn't know God? And then you go to hell and all the while, somebody that could have saved you from going there could have reached out. Some of you know this quick story. You know, Brother Bob was here. Remember Bob? Bob Ross? Bob was with me a long time. Bob was with me. He since sent, then went, you know, and told me to be with the Lord. But his brother, he said, I want to get my brother. 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 I said, all right, well, we got this Christmas tree we got to get. He said, that's the perfect thing. He said, I'll get him to come. The guy came and moved to Christmas tree, came to Christmas party, and wound up staying in the church all the way through for years. And we used to laugh about it. I said, that stupid Christmas tree was the thing that got him in the door. But God got his heart. Just get in the door, man. Get a door, let them have a great experience, and if they stick, they stick. If they go someplace else, who cares? They'll never forget it. Don't ever let them forget the experience they had with you. And T.L. Osborne scared the living crazy out of me. I tell you, man, I was at the Maybe Center. That dude scared me. Never seen love in somebody's eyes like that in my life. He called the altar call. They came down, looked like ants coming out of that thing. The Maybe Center, they went down the steps. I said, how does this guy win all these souls like that? And he said these words. It scared me. He said, if I, meaning T.L. Osborne, and the only representation of God, Jesus, in the earth you ever see, I pray to God I do him justice. What that means is your life better line up as best it can in this regard. If I'm the only Jesus and you're the only Jesus they see, make it be a good experience. You know where that comes from? Love. Man, I love you, man. I just want you to have this. You don't know me. I don't need to know you. He loved me. That's why I love you. But you don't know me. I don't need to know you. He loved me. That's why I love you. That's why I'm doing it. See what I'm saying? And if you love people, you're going to try to get them to Jesus. They don't come to church. Preach to them right there. Get them saved at work. I don't care where you get these people saved. We got to stop waiting for them to come in the door. We got to go get them. He said, I invited you to come. He said, these people didn't even show up at a banquet. He said, you go on the highways, you go on the byways, you go out there and you go find them. And you go tell them what? Bid them to come because they're ready now. Amen. You guys are doing great. I love you. I appreciate you. Take those cards. Go do it. I'll see you what? Sunday night and today. Don't forget Wednesday night. I'm preaching on every Wednesday night. Get in there and get that word. It's a good word for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, guys, and you guys know immediately after service today, okay, listen, immediately after service today, Brother Bob's, we're going to be here for the memorial service for his life. It's going to be, his, you know, 1.30-ish, right around there. So if you guys want to stay, is it one? Oh, my God, I preached long. All right, don't worry about it. So whenever, we just stay. If you're staying for the memorial service for Brother Bob, you know we're here. Stay here. Stay with us. You guys are good to go. I love you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.